Uh, hey guys, welcome back to a football update. Uh, uh, this is Andy. And this is Robin. Uh, so we've been on a little bit of a brief hiatus, uh, some crazy life stuff, but uh, mm. you know, my car breaking down, but hey, getting mm. a new job, which is always good, so got to yep. look at the uh, positives. Uh, so yeah, Robin's been a very insane, crazy off-season to already begin with, at, even after the, like, what, like, only a month after? Less than a month. Not even uh, three weeks Not since done. the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 So Robin has a lot of uh, great stuff to bring up today, so we'll give it over to him. All right, thank you, Andy. So, um, our main team, the team that we mostly follow, since we're in the area, the Buffalo Bills. Um, some interesting <laughs> coaching moves they've made. Um, Chad Hall, the receiver coach, who Stephon Diggs was a big fan of. Um. He goes to leave for, it seems like, a um, lateral move to do the job in Jacksonville, but maybe he has a better chance of being a future OC or a future head coach going through there. And they bring him Adam Henry, who was um, an LSU receiver coach way back when um, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham were playing great there. And I think his last one was the Giants a couple years back. So he comes in as a new receiver coach. And then um, week of the Combine, which, you know, some of the workouts are going on today. Um, they have uh, they announced that Leslie Frazier um, a week earlier basically um, says on his off day, um, I don't want to be back. And the impression was given by Brand Bean that he would be um, the defensive coordinator if he hadn't gone to them and said, I want to leave for a year, not retire, but maybe come back in uh, 2024. And they brought in Al Holcomb as a senior defensive assistant. He was the defense coordinator for um, Carolina last year when Steve Wilkes was that coach. So a lot of moving parts um, with that coaching staff, uh, especially after, you know, the defense, the last three playoff losses allowing over 100 points and a lot of, you know, not a lot. I don't think any turnovers in those three losses to the Chiefs and then one to the Bengals. So I know that's a lot getting through that whole coaching staff, but did you personally have any big um, takeaways from those moves and what they mean for Buffalo going forward? Well, it, it feels like as great as the team is to a point, some, something is stagnant. And, mm-hmm. You know, they think this is a win-win. If it's if he is, like, he, maybe he will step away completely from the Bills or maybe he'll come back next year. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know I, think, I think at least it's just getting a little shot in the arm might do it good. Because, again, since uh, Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded mm-hmm. coach, I'm sure some of the things will be still aspects staying the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I will say this. They, just, they have a lot of smart players on mm-hmm. that defense that can really help motivate the team on the defensive side to keep going. So, you know, so you just, just got to roll the punches sometimes. Look at other teams in the past that, uh, as great as their defense or offensive is, there's something's missing or off. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do respect Leslie Frazier. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we would be anywhere near as good as we have been without his assist- his assistance the last six years. Uh, but do you feel like, well, like you said, it's kind of as great as he's been, and they had you know the number one defense two years ago in the regular season. But if you look at some of the opponents they played during the regular season, those statistics, 
excuse me, statistics might be a bit skewed. And then, you know, they have the 13 seconds debacle. They have, you know, the previous AFC championship where, you know, they can't do anything, can't gain any pressure. And then, you know, the Bengals game. So I do think, and you look at the way um, the Niners with D'Amico Ryan's continually change things, even with injuries, the Chiefs, you know, had a bunch of rookies in the secondary and they're able to adjust and get things done. And same with Cincinnati to some extent with the injuries that they had in the secondary. And I just, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like as great as Frazier was and that system was, when it wasn't working against the great teams, they didn't have a counter. And you can say guy here wasn't there, guy there wasn't there. And Daquan Jones may have been like the one guy against Cincinnati that they really could have used because Cincinnati went from a team that couldn't run the ball much for a bunch of the season to just running through Buffalo, no problems. But, you know, I think at this point they had to, well, you know, they didn't have to. They, you know, clearly were going to bring him back. But maybe it's something, although McDermott in the past has taken over play calling, so I wonder if that's a thing that happens um, again. And, like, I mm. guess what I was trying to get at was mm. maybe I was leading up to saying, like, I think everyone in Buffalo is grateful for how he, he brought a system mm. to the Bills' defense, but they need someone now to take that and adapt it to make, like you said, make mm. counter moves. And I, I will say this, you know, mm. I, I love those what-if videos, like, Mm-hmm. It, is, it would be very interesting to see how different, you know, the season would have been if, you know, you had a Bond yeah. or someone in. Mm-hmm. And just and Micah Hyde. Showed, and Micah Hyde, yeah. Just cause, but, you know, again, it's just sometimes that's hard to roll in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll say this, uh, you're a little fun analogy. You know, there's mm-hmm. just, there's sometimes there's burnout. Like you just, yeah. If you're grinding yourself all the time, you might not be able to see it from a clearer spot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little cross pop culture reference. Well, one of my mm-hmm. favorite pro wrestlers is Chris Jericho. And from like, oh, two, from like 99 to like 2005, he did pro wrestling nonstop. You know, he was very passionate about it, mind you, but it's like, like a 280, 300 day schedule for that. And you know, you get burned out after a while. He, he wasn't doing well. He took a mm-hmm. break for three or four years and he came back, you know, better than ever. I don't think Leslie will take that long, but I think at the very least, you know, maybe he just needs a rest to relax. But, you know, either mm-hmm. way, I, I still think this is a win-win, you yeah. know, right now. Because, mm-hmm. again, he, he he left gracefully, you know, and it was on his own accord, you know, and it just – because, again, you know, there would be other coaches who would, you know, want to fight tooth and nail saying, mm-hmm. no, my system, my system works. But I, I do agree with you that – you know, just changing it up, you know, maybe let, you know, uh, Sean do the play calling possibly. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting though. And, uh, all the, all the moves going on, on, on the, on the offense and, and defense. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting year. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, the combine and, uh, and then, uh, not if I remember correctly, is the mm-hmm. free agency like around the middle Yes. Um, The day when um, you can agree to players on terms or kind of verbal agreement before things are signed is March um, or like the legal tampering periods. It's like March 15th at four 
And then the official times when things begin getting signed is March 17th at 4. So you have like those 48 hours. Um, so yeah, it's basically a couple weeks from now, not even um, when all those things can happen. So, and I think at the combine, you have agents of players in the draft and also players who will go into free agency. So, or maybe on the trade market as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of communication is probably made on that front. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, deals may or may not be discussed or happening as we're talking right now. So. Yes. And I'm very, I'm very interested in what is going to happen. There's a lot of moves that they can do and for pretty good prices. Like my, my little brother's discussing, there's a lot Mm. of teams that are looking to fire sale. There are a lot that are like, you know, Mm. there's Chris God, there's Chris Godwin, Mm. uh, Mike Evans, possibly, Maybe not Michael Thomas, but you know, just examples. You know, there's, mm. there's a lot of teams that might be unloading receivers. I mean, I mean, if if the rumors, there's a rumor that Josh might take a significant pay cut this year to try to help mm. the team out, like pull a Tom Brady in. I think a I'll restructure honest, where it just moves it to bonus money, but yes, it would lower the cap number. Well. Yeah. But, uh, even even that as well. Like, mm. Tom, if, as it's known, and I'll give Tom Brady mm. this one. One big credit was like he did take pay cuts times to mm. win a Super Bowl, and I, I, don't, I can't remember where I've heard this, but there's a rumor mm. that uh, they will do the, re- the restructuring as well to begin with it. But there's a rumor yeah. that Josh really wants that that ring, mm. so he might maybe this That'd year be great. Go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'll say this: if there is any quarterback in the league that would do something like that right now, it's, mm. it's Josh, just because mm. the way he's raised himself. Mm-hmm. But um, there is one thing I did want to bring up, yep. uh, Robin. But uh, one thing I, I forgot to bring up earlier when we were talking is there any truth to? Uh, I think I saw it on Facebook or Twitter mm. uh, from Adam Schefter about Lamar Jackson, and possibly of Washington. Is there any validity to that, or is that? Kind I of- heard that may or may not have been like a prank thing that happened, but I, I mean. Tuesday is the day that there's the franchise tag deadline. And if there isn't a long-term deal made at that time, um, then by that point, he will probably be tagged. Now, will it be a tag that's an exclusive one where teams can't reach out and can't make a deal or can't offer him a contract? Or is it going to be the non-exclusive where it's opened up to the market? I would assume it's going to be exclusive because... While they've had their discussions over contract never and have been able to agree, I think they'll do anything and everything to make sure that they hold his rights and um, don't let another team have a chance where they sign him to like exorbitant contract that the Ravens can't match, and then like the Ravens would get two first round picks back. But um, you know, you would like to think maybe you can get more. I don't know, um, but. I think the Lamar thing still has to play itself out over this trade deadline and that, or excuse me, tag deadline. And then, um, the, um, throughout the off season. Now, is he going to be happy about being, being tagged going through that one year, one year over and over again? Probably not, but the Ravens kind of hold the cards with that. Um, at least financially now 
public opinion probably is more with Lamar at this point, but you know how that influences the Ravens, we don't know. How, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Ravens are going to stick with him? Do you think, or do you think if they if the mm. Washington offers that big of a big of a uh, piece of meat that they would mm. might go for it, so to speak? I I honestly don't really know because. They've built their whole kind of offense around his skill set, and you see that when Huntley has to come in, and Huntley has similar tools in terms of mobility and, you know, able to read the defense the way that he is, but it's not close to what Lamar brings. And um fact is, the moment you pay Lamar, it becomes a lot harder to put pieces around him, and the five years they've had rookie contract... There's not been one year you can look at and say, oh, they've had a solid to great receiving core. And Eric DaCosta at the Combine said it would be hard to bring in a big money receiver or big money receivers if, you know, once they sign Lamar to that deal. And he also said some things about drafting receivers hasn't gone well. And um, Rashad Bateman replied or quoted that tweet and basically said, you know, guys aren't necessarily put in the right position. So feels like there's a disconnect between some of those players and the organization, especially um, the NFLPA came out and they had their like rankings of how, you know, we feel a team does with food, nutrition, travel, um, coaches, you know, everything else. And I think Baltimore ranked in terms of training staff, I think they were last in the league. So, you know, um, Bateman's had his injury issues and a bunch of other guys. <laughs> Um, so, you know, the organization for as successful as it's been, it's always felt like there's more meat left on the bone, but there's also been like a lot of weird controversy and weird, they can draft basically anywhere but receiver. Yeah, it's, it's very odd, but I I will say from the Washington uh, Mm. side, the last thing I'll say is like, that would be a dream come true for Mm. Vera because again, he had his most successful quarterback, similar to like that Cam Newton. But uh, mm. uh, very, very interesting to, to see. Uh, is there any other big things do you think that, are, that have happened this week, uh, right before agency or at the combine? Um, so bills wise, um, it's sounding like Edmonds is at least going to quote unquote test free agency. But you know that was said before a couple years back with Matt Milano. And then right before the onset free agency, they got a deal done. So that could be, you know, that could be what happens here. Um, Jordan Poyer, you know, players scrub their Instagrams all the time of their team stuff at the end of the year. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. But he did that. So, okay, whatever. You know, he's a free agent. He might go somewhere. Um, it did sound, at least from when he was on, I think it was NFL Network or somewhere else during the Combine coverage, that he was, he slipped up and sort of talked about my time in Buffalo has ended instead of, you know, so talking past tense instead of, you know, my time in Buffalo could end or whatever. So I have a feeling that, you know, they will probably move on from him, maybe get a future compensatory third pick once he signs somewhere else. So it won't be till 2024. Um, you know, they were able to identify Micah Hyde and Poyer five years ago, 
five years ago as guys that were backups on other teams and maybe not put in the right spot and perfect fits for them. So maybe they're thinking about that. Maybe they like some of the young guys in the draft um, at that position. But, you know, um, I do think Poyers may be moving on. And then I don't know about Edmonds. Um, the Bobby Wagner potentially getting cut from the Rams is interesting because if you couldn't get to what Edmonds wanted money-wise, and if it's like at the Roquan Smith level, I don't know how you can get him at the Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith level and then still be able to do everything you want in the offseason. I would love it to be somewhere, you know, five years, 75 to 80 mil, rather than the five years, 100 mil with Roquan, but um, I'm not sure if you have a different view of it with him. I I have a feeling, mm-hmm. again, this is just my opinion as a fan, you, I th- and I think Brandon Bean could do a lot better of a job with the GM of the Rams. I mean, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, the Rams did what they accomplished. They got a Rams. Mm-hmm. I think you can, you know, work enough restructuring mm-hmm. that I think you can get a lot of stuff this year. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I still think there could be a chance Jordan could come back. Probably not. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, again, we'll see. Like, I, I, even, I wouldn't be surprised if Bond took a little bit of a, you know, a cut for something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there has been players that have been stepping up, even though the last few weeks and, if there's one thing about Brandon Bean is they're very good at finding mm. talent to implement. Like I, I will say the one person I really do want to come back mm. is Jordan Phillips. Mm. Just, just, and again, he got, oh, I just, that's another thing. Like what happened this year for our defense. Yeah. Was like, yeah, it was like, I think it was like a rotator cuff thing or. Yeah. Well, he had the hamstring against Tennessee in that Monday night game. They have, you know, Poyer yeah, gets great. a stinger. Milano got a stinger but came back. Um, Hyde had the neck thing that ended this season. You know, that was just like a quarter where everything appeared to be going right, that third quarter where they're, you know, blowing out the Titans. But then you look at the injury report and some of these guys never fully recover. And you're like, Ugh. you know, when those first two games, yes, it was against the Rams and the Titans who didn't end up being as great as we all thought they would be. But that... That look, I'm not sure the Bills ever got to that point, and a lot of it could have been to those, just the injury bug just hitting them, you know, throughout the season at the worst times, but especially in that game. I, I will. The last thing I will say mm. is, at the very least, get bring one of them back, mm. in my opinion, Evans yeah. or Poyer. Just, I, I think you need enough star talent to be there mm. to. To hold it down just in case a few people get injured. The problem was there's so many people got injured that mm. even even our secondaries and some of our third stakes were great, like we're stretched thin towards the end. Mm-hmm. You know, so and again, I I think it will might most likely be Jordan leaving. Mm. But I, I do hope they can keep at least one of them. And mm. then uh I, I would I would like to see them though. At least swing for the fences for receivers, you know. Just mm. anyway, you know, get get us get one of the prospects, you know, in the draft. Tr- do a, a trade, like I'm sure you can even mm. like a trade for like a, a Godwin or a, or an Evans. I think would be like like a second or a third almost, right? Probably. Mm. 
like the value of something like that. Yeah, I don't even sure cap wise they could make it work, but yeah, problem. And because again, another mm. another thing you can do for teams now is like you can work. If I remember, you can work mm. an arrangement out like that the other team would still keep a certain percentage. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the draft because there's there's teams like Tampa that mm. I mean don't get wrong there which sure they would like a few million off the books but they're mostly looking for draft capital mm-hmm. for their, you know for the re- their rebuild beginning. Mm. Now, um, <clears throat> what what do you think about running back? The different rumors that we might try to trade for a big time one or might draft somebody or maybe sign someone for free agency because I I, I was happy and I. Mm. I I, I was calling it for a long time that Brandon Bean really wanted McCaffrey, and mm. at the end of the day, from what I've heard, you know, it just it just got too expensive for either mm. Pagula or, or Brandon did not want to invest that much, mm. and it shows, you know, how different that situation would have been just looking at what McCaffrey did for San Francisco. I do think they do value the RB position. I just like you said, it's like. You know, how much do you want to get? And he did say at the combine this week that he did feel that there are, you can draft a running back in the first round. The one that pops out this year is Bijan Robinson out of Texas because he's a three down back. There's just so many plays when you look on tape where he's cutting two or three times within the span of two or three seconds, and it's just incredible. Um, you know, and he makes circus catches here and there as well. Um, there's, you know, they're going to be at the combine tomorrow, and if they all, you know, this is one of the better running back draft classes. Um, so guys like Robinson, like I said, Jameer Gibbs from Bama has very Alvin Kamara skills, but he could have you know a faster forty than um, Kamara, so he could be really great. Um, I do think um, James Cook. I feel like they could have given him more at the end of the year than they did. Although in the playoffs, Singletary with about the same amount of carries was about was a little more productive and consistent. But I do think between Cook's ability to make plays out of the backfield, Hines' ability to make plays out of the backfield, if he stays, um, Singletary doesn't really give you, besides the pass protection element, which is pretty important, don't get me wrong, it is really, really important. If you And you do need to find um, consistency at that position, maybe force James Cook or Naheem Hines to bulk up a little bit so they can take that responsibility on. Other than that, um, Singletary doesn't give you too much that you don't get from those other two guys. And I do think if you can find a power guy in free agency, Deonta Foreman's a free agent for the Panthers. A deep, you know, free agent class, although I don't think any of the big names, the Barkleys, the Jacobs, um, there's a third guy. Um can't remember who it was. But anyways, I feel like the big name guys will be franchised. And then, you know, maybe you go after somebody who's just a power guy. Like I said, Foreman, or, you know, he just got cut, Leonard Fournette. But if he, if he can stay in good shape, he's a pretty solid, just pure um, power back. And you can bring him on, you know, for a little bit of money. Maybe bring in a Rashad Penny who has potential, just hasn't stayed healthy. But pay them a little bit of money. Don't guarantee him a roster spot. And then see how the draft falls because, you know, Devin A. Chain from Texas A&M, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, um, Ty J. Spears has been really good this draft process from Tulane. You know, there's just a ton of guys in this 
RB class, and I think the buzz will, about them will be bigger after their combine days tomorrow. So um, I don't think you have to invest huge money into that position. I do think you have to set, be smart while putting in more resources, um, but also and hope that... Yeah, and exactly, like, you know, you have Hines, you bring him in, and you have Cook. There's two great pass-catching running backs, and they never really game plan them effectively enough or trust them enough to, you know, have them make plays in the short passing game, which is something that they need it teams when teams take away the deep shot. I will say the, the one mm. thing I, I did want to mention, I, I, I really hope, again, mm. I, I think we were saying this whole season that, you know, uh, our offensive coordinator is technically a rookie coordinator, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I think also he just didn't realize that he could use that as, yeah. as, as, as an option a lot because there's some game, and again, mm, yeah. I, I know Singletary has his, his limitations, but there were games where both him and Cook were killing it, and it mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it's just like and then like you watch that and the other thing like the other the other thing that stressed me out was like he just did not there were so many plays I saw where Cole was open and like that or yeah. like it could have been a, a Cole play. Mm. So I guess that that's one thing I want to mention. Like you know I think he wants to ring chase. Would you would you be mm. down for Cole Beasley coming back another year? Uh, another year, yes. I wouldn't extend it any further. I mean, it's 33, going to be 34. And slot guys, I don't think very often last beyond that. You look at Edelman, he retired right around that same age. Wes Welker, you know, they had their declines and, you know, their retirements around that same age. But he did look a little bit less um, injured and, you know, fresher at the end of this year. I would bring him back. I wouldn't pay him a ton, but it doesn't seem... I don't feel like there's a huge market because he's kind of in the same spot of guys like T.Y. Hilton and Randall Cobb where there's not, you know, other than the teams that they have familiarity with, there's not a huge market with, you know, Jacoby Myers, Paris Campbell, Juju, and other, you know, slot guys out on the market that are younger, you know, don't, you know, have that wear and tear on him so you know you bring him back for super cheap i don't i feel like if he can get khalil shakir who's great at you know beating man coverage and making plays downfield getting open downfield if you can get him and beasley and you have beasley teach him like the trust me routes that you know he was great that he and josh allen were great in just you know those quick in and out routes settling in the zone everything like that if you can get him to teach him that, Shakir could be a stud slot guy. But yeah, he, he does. He did have. Mm-hmm. He did have something like those few plays that mm-hmm. where they where they went to him. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, they want, I, I one thing I want to say about game mm-hmm. is I, I feel like they asked too much. Of him. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he, he, don't get me wrong. Do, do not get rid of him at all. Like, mm. put him where he he is. He, he is not, you know, the number two kind of receiver, mm. unfortunately. But yeah. he excels at that that fifty fifty ball, that deep route kind of kind of player. Mm. Yeah. Um. With him, the worry that I have is, well, he had Bean did say he, you know, week two he had the high ankle sprain and that was a thing they dealt with the entire year 
Um, so, but he's kind of always had like a little ankle thing here and there, like playoff year as rookie year in the playoffs, he has that ankle, um, get banged up against Baltimore and then doesn't do much of anything after that. Um, had it, I think a little bit year two and then year three, you know, had to deal with all the time. And I think, like you said, I think as not even a rotational piece, but as a guy who can be the two on occasion, but then you have another guy, whether it's a vet or a rookie, you know, a couple years ago, they had Emmanuel Sanders. Year before that, they have John Brown. And John Brown, if you could somehow keep him on practice squad entire year, that would be great just because of his familiarity. But he's not like a guy that can run more than two or three routes at this point. Um, but I do think you need to, when you look at the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Bengals and the Niners, and you look at the weapon repertoire they have compared to Buffalo, I think they're much better there, those four teams. I think their offensive coordinators and just offensive staff of the whole, excuse me, offensive staff as a whole are just far more creative. Now maybe Dorsey with another year can get to that, but um, yeah, I do want to see what they do at that receiver position. I'd like to keep, you know, some level of, you know, balance or familiarity with like Beasley and Shakir and, you know, all those guys. But at the same time, you got to look to get better if there's an option to get better. Yeah, so there's just, mm. I think this, the last thing I'll say about the Bills is just that I think mm. this was one of those years where sometimes where it's a team where you're good enough like in those histories where they get kind of kicked in their complacency and they kind of like realize that they have stuff there. They just, you know, they just mm. need to figure out a way to do better. I mean, like we, I think we brushed on it before. Mm. Like how long did it take Peyton Manning to go to his first Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like just cause they, they couldn't really adjust a lot of times to the, to, mm-hmm. to his, his kryptonite. Yeah. You know, uh, which mm. I, I would look one day, I would just want to say, my opinion, best QB rivalry. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Brady, Brady, Manning. But uh, mm. I think this is, you know, the right thing. And honestly, when I know it's not one player to make a difference, but just how talented do you think defense still will be? You have a, a Von Miller that being healthy, I think, yeah. will change the outcome of games. Mm. Yeah. Um, so some of the. Um, big coaching news. Um, I'm not sure we've been able to touch on right after the Super Bowl. Um, the Eagles lose both of their coordinators. Um, oh, they promoted. Um, they got Sean Desai, defense coordinator from Seattle, and then um, Brian Johnson was a quarterback coach. They put him to offense coordinator, but their offense coordinator Shane Steichen came to head coach with the Colts, who have the number four pick, and then the Cardinals got. Jonathan Gannon, um, the defense coordinator to from Philadelphia to be their head coach. And Gannon, um, based on what I've read from Eagles fans and, you know, even an Eagles player this week, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you know, saying, you know, he didn't put them in the best position to succeed against the um, Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, so how do you feel about those two coaches and they're you know a, w- how what you see for them 
never mm-hmm. know till you know, but I, I think that they're going to be very good going to the situations they're in, mm-hmm. I think. Or, or at least have a respectable first year, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, because, um, gosh, yeah, I'm just, I just, you yeah, you just think of so many things, because both, both mm-hmm. systems were really, mm-hmm. you know, s- stellar this year. Uh, I, I think the defensive coordinator might do a bit better just because I think I, th- I think I think the Eagles offensive coordinator it ha- kind of has a more of a more of a harder time than mm. I think but that's just my, my take on it uh, it is going to be interesting with him having to deal with Jim Mersey and other things like that um, but, exactly mm-hmm. yeah, just... yeah. It's all about finding that quarterback with, you know, the NFL combine going on today with those four guys. Um, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, and um, Bryce Young impressing in interviews and the workouts. But you got to pick the right one or, you know, hope that the right one falls to you or trade up to get the one that you want. Yeah, and, you know, now I'm, I'm taking a look mm-hmm. at both the teams they are taking. <sighs> Yeah, this is, this is yeah. I think I th- even I think they can do it. Have a decent year, but it's gonna be very tough for both of them. Because, but then mm. at the same time, Gannon, you know, you got mm. the whole Cardinals debacle, mm. like they're trying to do a fire sale. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what is their draft pick? They're number three, and Kyler might miss, you know, half the year, or maybe a little less, maybe more. Do you think he'll have any say in the draft? Like maybe he would want to try to start building a defense first? Or... Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to – they with the team like that at three, you hope you get like one of those elite defensive linemen, um, Will Anderson or, you know, Jalen Carter, but he has, you know, the um, arrest that he had for, you know, uh, what is it um, – uh, speeding and drag racing, you know, and um, kind of a tragic incident for one of his Georgia teammates. But um, so who knows how to, that, you know, you know, draft stock is affected and, you know, with that whole situation. But um, or, you know, you want to trade down and acquire more and more picks to build around. Um, but, yeah, the Cardinals are kind of in this very weird um, spot here um, with a new coach and new GM and with Kyler's you know big contract starting this year um, so it it'll be a very interesting offseason and they'll have to dedicate some resources to finding a guy who could play at least you know six seven eight games you know during this season where Kyler can't Let me ask you a hypothetical for both. Mm-hmm. Like, so again, it's been long. Like a lot of rumblings is they're they're going to probably possibly fire sale a lot of the team just to mm-hmm. restructure stuff. Just again, because you don't know for sure what what's going on with Kyler. A lot of the older players are kind of you know leaving. Um, would would you be interested if let's say because again, I, mm-hmm. I think. Cardinals recognize that this year is a, like a dead, this upcoming year is a dead year from them. 
mm-hmm. so to speak. And so for their, I'm trying to take a look at their salary cap next year. I want to spot track what I'm trying to see. So, if they mm-hmm. absorb half of the contract, uh, from, as for, from perspective of the Bills, if you really want to win a Super Bowl now, mm-hmm. would you be down? Like, if, if the Cardinals took half his contract, would you be interested in like trading a first round for DeAndre Hopkins or just two years with with Stephon Diggs? That would be interesting, but it's just about can I get DeAndre Hopkins and also keep Edmonds and, you know, um, still, you know, and how do I feel about what I'm going to do in the draft? Am I going to build offense line? Am I going to, you know, do anything else there? I think the idea of those two together is super great, but it's just about, you know, like I like you said, you know, money-wise, how does it work and everything like that. And I'm not sure how willing Arizona is willing to just, you know, pay half his salary, but maybe they are if they get that high a pick. But I don't know if a team is going to be willing to give up a first for him considering he's 30, about to be 31. He had the PD suspension, um, you know. And I think as great a player as he is, is there any sort of risk of decline? With a bigger receiver, maybe not as much as, a guy that depends on speed, but you know, you never really know with guys cause you know, they can be great till from 22 to 31. All of a sudden there's a huge drop off. Cause, um, mm. I, I will say that since we kind of backwards went back to bills, I, mm. well, I, said, I think mm. beans could do a big move somewhere. Like mm. kind of like how the, the, the splash signing of Vaughn, like, I don't know if it's going to be a trade, but I just have a feeling that he's going to do something kind of big. I could see the Ed Oliver thing being a trade if they want to get more beef at defensive tackle and just don't feel like they have gone enough out of Oliver. But I think he even said at the Combine that that Von Miller move is kind of their big move for last year and this year because just how it affects the cap. So it's, it is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, any of the other hirings that uh, piqued your interest? Uh, the let's go through some of the assist. The one there's a few other assistants. The one coaching staff that has kind of really impressed me um, with how they've been built. And again, you know, Steve Wilkes, you know, really deserved. I feel like more of a shot somewhere. Um, but he is going to be the defense coordinator of the Niners. We'll touch on that in a bit but the whole coaching staff with Frank Reich under um in Carolina they have um Thomas Brown from the Rams I think is their offense coordinator um Deuce Staley as assistant coach they get him from Detroit assistant coach slash running back coach and he was fun on the um training camp version of hard knocks with them um Josh McCown coming in as QB coach Sean Jefferson, I think he was the wide receiver coach for the Cardinals, and he's been one of the better receiver coaches in the league for a while. Um, Ijiro Aviro, he was defense coordinator in Denver, and they were great for a bunch of the year on defense. And they get him to be the defense. That was their only only team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
So they have him as defense coordinator. Um, and then D'Angelo Hall is one of the assistants as well. I'm not sure if you remember way back in the... <laughs> that sounds crazy to say now, but way back, you know, he was pretty great um, DB himself. So I think that staff is one, you know, if they can find their QB and, you know, um, pair it, pair, you know, their defense with the pretty good offensive talent around the quarterback, just get that quarterback in. They could definitely win that um, NFC South. That's kind of a bit of a mess depending on if Derek Carr signs with the Saints or with the Jets or whoever. Yeah, that, that was a real... Well, speaking of Derek Carr, they, mm. that, that could be a match made in heaven. Him, mm. and, uh, him and Frank Reich, you know, for mm. the team Frank could build. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, because it seems like that team is ready to kind of build from the ground up because mm. I, I think, and I feel so bad for Frank, the main problem mm. with happening Colts was that team was built around Andrew. Luck. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now they have a chance, mm. um, and I think my, mm. my my favorite coaching staff has been Bill Sullivan. Mm. Um, just again, just because I want to see the Chiefs get more get more trouble <laughs> every year is like we expected it. Which wherever Sean Payton was going to go, mm. he was going to make great great you know staff but i did not re- think it would be that good like he even brought mm-hmm. vance joseph back yeah oh as that's surprising <laughs> yeah you know and and i think lombardi will be good as the coordinator just because i i don't remember if i can't remember off the top of my head of sean mayton Sean Payton. That's I had a long day at work, guys. <laughs> did, a, did Sean Payton call the plays like Andy Reid? I think so. Yes, I think he calls the plays. But Lombardi was under his staff. Now Lombardi wasn't the greatest fit with the Chargers and Justin Herbert, um, but he could be very good for Russell Wilson. Although it is Sean Payton's offense. So yeah, so it just hmm. that 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 was a very good hire. Um, hmm. Right now, I just you know, trying to see any other teams that you know with what they've done. Mm-hmm. Wilkes going to the Niners is interesting. Um, I think he may not, although he did really great with that Panthers defense. So um, you know, maybe there is a slight drop off, or maybe not between what they had with the Miko Ryan's, um, and then Brian Flores going to the Vikings. Um, you know, their defense was the one big thing that was holding him back. Now the system's a lot different for Flores where he plays a lot less zone and more man-to-man, so they might have to change a bunch of the personnel in Minnesota to fit that, but um, that's a very interesting move. That, that could make Minnesota a powerhouse, and that, that's going to be a fun mission mm. to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the, the one team that I really have no idea what they're going to do next year is the Titans. Yeah. Just, I, mm. I, like, because honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they sold Henry and just tried to start, mm. like, because again, like, it just, other than Henry, like, what, what really big assets do they have? Uh, so their GM did kind of say that they still believe in, you know, run game, can win you games and win you Super Bowls, which 
Nah, I I don't see that. I mean, like the top five last four or five Super Bowl champions have been top five passing offense, bottom twenty rush offense. I do think you need a run game some in the playoffs, but you know you don't win with just run game and defense and occasional big plays in the passing game. You, yeah, have a great one against you know the great quarterbacks, especially in the AFC. Um, so I do think Henry's probably staying there for a year. So so far they've said Tannehill's staying, um, but you know they didn't want to pay big money for AJ Brown. But if you look at the contracts that they were paying to Julio and Robert Woods, and Robert Woods got cut, you know they're basically paying what they would have paid AJ Brown. <laughs> so you know. Um, you know, that didn't work out very well. It, it, it seems like their time at as the Kings of the South is either mm. at an end or very close to being at, at, at an end. Yeah, yeah. It just, and I feel bad because Rabel, he's like one of those coaches, he's not one of those all-time great coaches, but he's mm. like, He's like he's you know he's kind of like a Derek Carr of coaches you know mm. he's he's very good he's, but he just can't get you over the hump yeah like some, mm. that being said I I always feel like Carr like if but speaking of Carr we're talking about, if if they had any I really think Carr could be a team uh, a team a quarterback that could possibly you know help you with a team that if you really are focusing on the Mm. But where do you think, speaking of Carr, where do you think he is going? So the Jets is an interesting one because if, if the Jets bring either an Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr type, you're saying Zach Wilson's done. Like, or, you know, you're not expecting much out of him. Um, if you bring in like a Jimmy G or Jacoby Brissett or somebody else, then you're like saying you're kind of leaving that as a chance. Um, but I think if you make that investment to either of those guys, um, you're, you know, saying we fudged up on the number two pick. Um, I do the one thing it's the New York market. And the one thing that's kind of been said about Derek Carr, not the physically or mentally toughest guy. I'm not sure if that's the most fair assessment of him, but I do think, um, you know, the you know uh new york market is brutal and guys if you don't live up to certain expectations whether it's you know how much you're paid or whatever so um new orleans does seem like a decent spot but they just year to year they have to fix that cap um just to get under and they're gonna have to do even more work if they sign them to like do that year after year after year um but they are in the nfc south it's an easier division, you know, if he's the one great quarterback in it, or I would say pretty good. I would say pretty good quarterback, in my opinion. Not sure I'd go great, but pretty good. Um, at least when he, you know, plays at the level they did two or three years ago. Um, so I think New Orleans would be the better fit, but I could also see the Jets doing anything and everything to make sure they get somebody pretty good to grant that position yeah I, I the more i think about it right now i just i think he's gonna go with carolina if mm. not them then, then the saints because like you yeah. said that is that seems like the easier division to kind of go to right now yeah yeah 
And then just a few, like I think I said earlier, Bobby Wagner could be cut from the Rams. So I'll be interested to see what he does um, at select linebacker market. Robert Woods, I mentioned, he got cut. Taylor Lewan from the Titans. Um, Marcus Mariota getting cut. Um, you know, so those are some of the big roster moves that have happened. There could be more coming from teams as, you know, we get closer to when teams have to get under the cap to, you know, operate for the league year. Um, the one thing that did come about, I'm not sure, did you see the thing about the Washington Commanders, three minority owners, um, previously wanted, you know, Dan Snyder to be investigated for bank fraud? I, I didn't hear that, but it's like, it's kind of like the stories from Florida, where it's like, <laughs> it's something crazier out there, but it's Florida, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense, yeah. Um, but, you know, there was, you know, allegedly the internet per Don Van Nata, Don Van Nata of ESPN, um, it was kind of the NFL that kind of, you know, kind of put it away. Um, but, you know, just you really hope that that franchise, um, you know, sells, is able to be sold, you know, um, to someone that actually wants to, you know, not use it as this story suggests, which is, you know, as their personal pig, piggy bank and actually wants to, you know, win football games and not be mired in controversy and all this, you know, other stuff. So this has been uh, Andy Robin uh, Football Podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Andy. Uh, thank, thank you, guys. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, we're mm. going to figured since it is the biggest game of the year we might uh go a little into depth about the game uh i gotta say one of the better super bowls i've ever seen mm-hmm. kind of ended on some questionable fashion uh mm-hmm. i'm not saying one way is right or not but you just you just wish a super bowl like that didn't end on, end on something like that yeah yeah very good but again guys thank you as always you have a good week Thank you.